This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. First things first, game one of the NBA final Celtics Warriors. Let's jump right in. Boston with a miserable third quarter to set up what became one of the best four quarters we've ever seen. Boston down 12 to start the fourth. And then something happened like a light switch. This team turned it on. Just raining threes, outscoring Golden State 40-16, to the largest fourth-quarter point differential in finals history. Al Horford leading the way. He finished with 26. Good for Al. Jalen Brown had 24. And the Boston Celtics take a 1-0 NBA Finals lead in, how should we call it, very dramatic fashion. Good Friday morning, everyone. Wow. Welcome to First Things First. What is <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. See that coming? Wow. It's game one. It's game one. Who saw one. that coming? Take Here's your victory one. lap, my friend. Keep the shades on. You called it. Do it you now. You deserve it. I'm happy for you, buddy. I mean, I, yeah. I, I got to ask the question, was this more about the Celtics' fourth quarter <laughs> comeback or was this about the Warriors' collapse or do you just want to take the victory lap and run with it? Oh, I've been taking victory laps since midnight last night, so I'm a little sweaty. I'm sorry I showed up a little bit late. I ran about seven miles between uh, the buzzer <laughs> and the opening of this you show. You're stretching your arms. Your so welcome out. to the show, everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, my arms, you know, I'm, running, I'm you know, it's the full body workout. So welcome to the full show, extension. everybody. I'm glad you could join us on such a wonderful Friday morning that I predicted was going to happen. We had two wonderful pieces of television history made within the last uh, 26 hours, let's say. Piece number one, and I want to read it verbatim of what happened. Nick, this is your last chance to join me on the Celtics bandwagon. I'm going to be right. Watch Friday morning. That was just, oh my God, prophetic. I'm like, you know, you call me Puxatani Phil of the, of the pigskin, but now, oh my goodness, it Puxatani <laughs> Phil of the hardwood Kevin Wilde. And here's the other fascinating piece of television yeah, history. In the fourth quarter, when the Warriors had given up the lead, and here comes the Celtics, like Destiny's Highway. Watch out, you can't stop us. Steve Kerr calls a timeout. And it's a wired timeout, Nick. And he says this. They, and then they come back from commercial, and they're running the wired timeout and the play. And this is Steve Kerr's quote. We need to play with more force than they do. Right now, they've got a little momentum. We get a bucket. We get a stop. We get the crowd back in, and we're in great shape. As the audio is running, Draymond 
turns the ball over, Al Horford gets a steal, Al Horford gets a three, and that's a wrap. From that point on, it's a 14-2 to run. Look, there was a little bit of Warriors. It's going to collapse, but that was more about a team of destiny seizing the moment and making my prediction come true. So I had a wonderful time. I'm glad you finally got around. I don't know if you saw the game last night. You weren't tweeting too much. There's a reason we don't. There's a reason we don't typically have Wilds lead off the show, Brew. It's because we're not ever <laughs> certain if he's going to actually fine. answer the question. He did eventually get around <laughs> to it. Was it more Put about the, the Celtics comeback or the Warriors collapse? Meanwhile, Wilds is doing his best risky business impersonation. The answer is that was a Warriors collapse. Good they, it, they turned a 15-point lead late in the third into a 15-point deficit late in the fourth. It's a 30-point swing. Jenna already mentioned it was the single biggest fourth-quarter point discrepancy in NBA Finals history. And despite how poorly it had gone at the beginning of the quarter, it's 103-100, Brew. Warriors ball, Warriors lead. And it goes 17-0. 17-0 in the fourth. Steve Kerr. Got some people say too cute by half. I'd say too cute by three quarters. Andre Iguodala hadn't played in five and a half weeks. He does not need to be playing fourth quarter minutes. If you were going to try to get somebody maybe some minutes, maybe Gary Payton Jr., who I think could have been useful for their fourth quarter defense. Additionally, Brew, you saw when Iggy was out there, the difficulty of the Warriors are seemingly always supposed to have the best spacing in the league thanks to the gravity of Steph Curry. Well, the reverse gravity is the black hole that is Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala's anti-spacing, which is the, that's two-fifths of your lineup for the for half the for, fourth quarter that is flatly not going to be guarded. This was a devastating loss for Golden State, and I think a little delusional by them. Draymond, after the game brew, said we controlled 41, 42 minutes. You were losing at halftime, buddy. You controlled about six minutes of the game. Even when Steph was unbelievable in the first quarter, you weren't able to get a large deficit. The Warriors controlled a segment of the third quarter. Aside from that, last night was all Celtics. That's bad news. It's bad Mm. news for my pick. It's bad news for your pick. It's bad news for America because Wilds, believe it or not, is on the lower end of the obnoxious Celtics fan scale. Most are way worse. That's true. It's bad news after game one. Entry level. Yeah. All right. Let let me first start off by saying this. And, Nick, you said the opposite yesterday, but I got to go with Wilds. Wilds deserves this. Go ahead and gloat, Wilds, because look, your recent predictions, Orlando's making the playoffs, the Seahawks are winning the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously those those aren't bad picks. Those were horrific picks. So you got this one right. (laughs) I will give it to you. Go ahead and have your moment. Because unlike, it sounds like Nick is jumping off the Warriors already. I know you're not he's even ready. extending an olive branch to him, so I don't know where he's jumping huh? to, but I'm like sticking with the you Warriors. Jump, y'all, jump, know, y'all know what I am. I'm 10 toes down. I was 10 toes down with the Celtics in the East, <gasps> and I'm 10 toes down now with Golden State you in the East. You picked so the I'm Celtics to lose round one. You were never but, you but were that, one well, pinky yeah, toe down. Was, I don't even remember that. That was so long ago, I barely okay. remember that. All right, oh, but okay. let me get to the point, the question. 
Nick, yeah. I, I disagree with you on Draymond's comment. I do think Golden State, even though they were down two at half, I think they did control most of the first half. They got whatever they wanted in terms of shots. They got a lot of wide open looks. For some reason, Boston was playing drop coverage against the pick and roll with Steph in the first quarter. And that's why he lit it up for 21 points. But I thought they were in good shape. Obviously, they controlled the third quarter. So I don't totally disagree at all with what Draymond said after the game. But you made some good points about the collapse. And anytime you've been averaging more than 30 points a game in the first three quarters or 30 points per quarter in the first three, and then you're held to 16, that is somewhat on you. They couldn't hit three-point shots. They were two for eight from three in the fourth quarter. You make a good point. The spacing was off. So whereas in the first three quarters, they're getting open looks. They're getting backdoor layups. The driving lanes are wide open for Steph and whoever else wanted to drive. In the fourth quarter, that was all condensed, and you really saw the impact of Boston's physical defense. But really, I felt one of the first times in last night's game in that fourth quarter. But I got to give the Celtics credit. Anytime a team hits its first seven three-point attempts in a quarter, anytime a team finishes with nine, nine of 12, 75% shooting from three in a quarter, that was a finals record for the fourth quarter, by the way, with nine threes, you have to give them credit. And I know a few of them were open looks, but there are also several of them were contested and they were just mm. on fire. I got to credit Jalen Brown Wilds. It was like at the beginning of the quarter, he looked at his partner Tatum and saw he doesn't have it tonight, totally Jason Tatum. I got to yep. take over. And he scored 10 points and assisted on the other two buckets in a 14-5 run early in the fourth to get him back Woo. in it. And I got to credit Emil Doka, Wilds, because he stuck with Peyton Pritchard. And Derek Wright, two yeah. bench guys. He, Marcus Smart played three minutes in the fourth quarter. And so credit yeah, Udoka for sticking with there. the guys that were getting him, the, that got him there in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to give the Celtics credit. I'm going to let you gloat. But I'm ten toes down on the Warriors. I'm not sure where Nick is, okay. but I'm staying. I, it's a lot of credit out there. MasterCard Broussard, he's out there giving credit to everybody, but it's still, it's still Warriors. <laughs> credit to you, credit to you, credit to you, credit to me, Wilds. Uh, I want to go back to I'm something you said, and, and Broussard, touch on the, on the Tatum stuff. The Warriors, I, I know they've got a few banners up on the walls, and I know they can look in their jewelry box and see a few rings, but they were so confident in saying, like, you know, what are you going to do? The Celtics shot the lights out. Al Horford played great, didn't miss a shot in the fourth quarter. But what are the Warriors going to do once Tatum comes back? And Tatum starts playing free and loose. I would be very nervous if I were the Warriors going to Sunday. Well, I don't want to look too far ahead, but I felt that there listen, was way too much overconfidence in that postgame. Oh, I, I agree with you on that point. I disagree with, with Brew a bit on as far as the how guarded the fourth quarter threes were. Derek White made some, you know, amazing, unbelievable, non-sustainable oh, shots. But Al Horford was wide open the whole time. The, the Celtics had, a, if Derek White was a shooter for a quarter, they had five shooters out there, and the Warriors weren't able to guard it. And so I, I think the fourth quarter for Golden State is highly concerning. I think the fact that as soon as the Celtics realized 
Steph Curry was the guy in the number 30 Warriors jersey and stopped guarding him like he was Russell Westbrook. That Steph Curry, his effectiveness went from a 100 out of 100 to a 15 out of 100 is concerning. And as far as the confidence, you know, to misquote Rick Pitino, Kevin Durant's not walking back through that door. And here's a stat from great ESPN New York radio host Ty Butler that I couldn't believe, but then I was like, ah, damn, he's right. The Golden State Warriors are 1-8 in their last nine finals games without Kevin Durant. Seems a little relevant. Seems like something that is a little (laughs) bit of a, hmm, let's think about that one. Brew's thinking, he's like, is that right? It is right, Brew, because one of the games they won against Toronto, (laughs) Durant played that quarter. Yeah, it's correct. 1-8 in their last nine finals games without Durant. One quarter? Yeah, they won by one. He had 11. Matter. Kevin Wilds, Celtics, your Celtics just three wins away from a title. Marinating that, buddy. We're going to talk some Jason Tatum. What happened to him on the other side? First things first. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. First things first, Fox Bet Super 6 giving baseball fans a free chance to win $10,000. All you got to do is download the app and enter your picks for a free shot at the jackpots. All right, back to Warriors Celtics game one. And while it was a great night for Boston, it was not a great night for Boston's Jason Tatum. He went three for 17 for just 12 points in his NBA Finals debut. He did add 13 assists, though. Nick, what do you make of Tatum's performance in Game 1? Well, I'm going to end this with a Tatum compliment, but it's going to start with a bit of an indictment. This is why Jason Tatum, even though he's in Club Superstar, if Club Superstar were tiered, and it's not, Tatum would be on the bottom rung (laughs) of the superstars because his, his, his best games are that brew of one of the five best guys in the league. 
That game six against Giannis was, I think, the second best individual performance anyone has had this entire postseason, and you could argue the best. His best games are that of one of the five best guys in the league. But he now five times this postseason has had games where he shot 33% or worse, and three times this postseason has games where he shot under 22%. His bad games are really bad, and they're too frequent. To be, you know, Giannis's bad games are 24 and 12 on 40%, not three for 17, you know, you know with, right. with minimal impact elsewhere. But where the compliment comes is this. Last night was not his worst game of the postseason because of what he did passing the basketball. And this has been an evolution of Jason Tatum that has happened this postseason. Here's some individual research I did this morning. Dusty does most of our research, but I had a little nugget in my brain. I'm like, I'm going to look this up myself. Jason Tatum heading into this postseason had played 405 career games, regular season and playoffs combined. 15 of those, he had eight or more assists. That's roughly one in every 27 games. This postseason, he's played 19 games. Six of those, he has had eight or more assists. That's right about one in every three games. So a guy who, you know, for his career is three assists per game, but it's been upping and going higher, higher, higher. He did find a way to have something of an impact yesterday, even though offensively he was having a not that shocking, terrible shooting night. So he needs to be better scoring the basketball, obviously. But the fact the 13 assists, I'm not going to ignore. That's his career-high playoffs or regular season, and it helped them greatly. And I think it shows the evolution of a player who, when he's having a terrible night, finds a way to do something. It's like not in the same way, yeah. but you know how much he loves Kobe? Kobe 6-for-24, Game right. 7 of the 2010 Finals. Right. What did he have, like 15 rebounds? I don't remember the number. I, I that one 18, I didn't look maybe. up. But I do remember I that he, he had a massive – it was his career-high rebounding game that game. Find a way to do something when it's not going well for you. So I'll give him credit for that, but he's obviously going to have to be better offensively. Now, that, that Kobe comparison was a good one, no doubt. And remember, early in his career, he thought of himself strictly as a scorer. And in fact, early in this season. Yep. And that's when Marcus Smart called out Jalen Brown and Tatum and said, look, we, guys got to pass the ball. And that's when they started to click and went on this great run toward, to end the season, and now we see where they are. He looked lost. Uh, he looked out of it for much of the game. But like you, Nick, I'm going to give him a lot of credit. I don't want to say it was one of the best <laughs> three of 17 performances you could have, but for if you're going to shoot three of 17, it's hard to be effective. And he found a way to do it, especially for a guy that's not – typically a great playmaker or he's a very good defender but that's not his calling card either but he found a way to be effective you mentioned the 13 assists that's the most ever for a player in his finals debut Magic Johnson LeBron James Jason Kidd it's Jason Tatum with 13 assists so give him credit for that and here's the other thing you forgot to mention Nick only two turnovers turnovers sure, are a big true. problem for Jason Tatum if you look call. at the Miami series, in their three losses, he had 20 turnovers. In their four wins, he only had 13. 
So how he protects the ball or handles the ball and makes decisions is critical for the Celtics. And look, in that fourth quarter run, he played 11, more than 11 minutes. All right. And he only took three shots in the last 10 and a half minutes. He took like one shot. But again, I give him credit for recognizing. All right. I don't have it tonight, but Derek White is hot. Al Horford is hot. Marcus Smart is is, going to hit a few. So he spread the wealth. He let Jalen Brown do his thing. And I I give him credit for a 3 of 17 night. He actually ended up making the most of it and having a good game and contributing to this victory, Wilds. So I I kind of agree with you. I'm not willing to say that that was a good game. I think he was way, way, way into his own head. And like you said, Broussard, I think he decided tonight's not my night very early. In the first quarter, he shot up an air ball. It's like, all right, that's obviously nerves. It was an open shot, air ball. Like, you know what? If it's not your night, what do you do? Get to the rim, get foul, watch the ball go through the basket. On the line, I'm watching him like, man, that doesn't look like super confident. I want to be here right now. I feel I'm ready for the moment. He missed both missed free two. throws. Right. He's an 85% career free throw shooter. So the fact that he missed both, I thought it was bad news. But here's the silver lining. Nick, after Tatum has a bad game, which he's had a few of, had one he in the Milwaukee back. series, had one in the Miami, bounced back in a, a major way. Yep. After scoring 10 points, Milwaukee, 30, 34, and 46. After his 10-point game in Miami, 31, 22, and 30. So now I think, look, the Celtics, they, they, they got what they came to get. They got the road they got victory. away with it. Let's see what it's happens in game two. You can, and you can play loose and Wild, free, man. That's one of the reasons. got one. Be a star. It's so devastating. That's one of the reasons it's such a devastating loss for Golden State. It's not only the blown lead. It's that they didn't take advantage of a horrific shooting performance from Tatum. I do think, though, as I'm listening to what I said, and by the way, I'm talking about myself now. This is a little, I I don't know if it's breaking the fourth wall or not. But I was listening to myself say what I said and then Brew say what he said. This is a little bit of sports television playing the result. And by that, I mean, if Al Horford and Derek White had just missed a couple of those threes, first of all, Tatum wouldn't have 13 assists. Second of all, the Celtics would have lost. And the lead topic this morning is, did Jason Tatum cost him the game? Because those guys, like Jason Tatum owes a few edible arrangements or Rolexes, whatever they would prefer, to those two guys. Because if they lose that game when and the story is unequivocally Jason Tatum, alleged superstar. Jason Tatum, does he need to be, you know, so he, he got away with one. But if you're the Celtics, you, I think you feel better about the fact to Wilds point today with Tatum going three for 17 than if he had gone 13 for 17. Because you're like, we can beat him mm-hmm. without Tatum scoring. And that's a scary it's fact amazing. for the Golden State Warriors. It's a scary fact. Nobody brings up edible arrangements on more than Nick Wright. It's great. It's a good product. Celtics take game one despite, like we just talked about, the off night from Jason Tatum. Let's talk Steph now. Amazing start last night, but was it actually a good game for Curry, even after what we saw? First things first, back after this. 
back to the NBA Finals now. Steph Snipe spoiled. Warriors took the L. Y- y- you can't really blame it all on Steph Curry. He had his team off to a great start. 21 points on six, three, six threes. That's in the first quarter. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Twenty-one points on six threes in the first, but then he kind of quieted down the rest of the way. He did finish thirty-four five and five, but again, it came in a loss. It was a quiet thirty-four, a double-digit loss as well. Nick, you think Steph did he have a great game? What'd you make of his night? No, I don't think he had a great game. I, I think he had an all-time first quarter, and then mediocre the rest of the way. And I think that this is a tough one to stomach for a lot of reasons, but not the least of which was, and this is tough for me to stomach, as soon as the Warriors started guarding Steph Curry like he was Steph Curry, a lot of what Wilde said came to pass. He struggled. I mean, the first quarter he was great, but it was also the Celtics. I said the Warriors guarding him. Celtics, obviously, is what I meant by guarding him. The the Celtics... Guarded him in the first quarter like they'd never seen him before. And, and because of that, yeah, yes, he, he is the greatest shooter ever. And I'm giving him, I'm not trying to take anything away from what he did in the first quarter, but those were walk in practice shots, most of them. And then after that, when they stopped dropping in the pick and roll coverage, when they started treating him with the respect that the greatest shooter ever deserves, he's five for 16 the rest of the way. Show the numbers of Steph's first quarter versus the rest of the game. It's across the board his impact went down. Now, Brew, I'm going to put some of this on other people. I'm going to put some of it on Draymond Green because Draymond was so such a non-factor offensively that it's the reason you typically can't double team a guy is because you're leaving one guy open. But when the other when the guy you're leaving open is Draymond Green, who cares? Like you leave him open, doesn't matter. But the other person I'm going to put it on is Steve Kerr. Steve, you had almost a week off. It's the NBA Finals. Steph is an all-time conditioned athlete. He can play 44 minutes, man. He sat him for, I know, and I, I understand it's their regular rotation. I, people, Warriors fans get mad at me whenever I point this out. They're like, oh, you don't watch us play. This is how he always does it in the regular season. It's not the regular season. Yeah, To sit for the first six minutes of the second quarter, when you have just had that for first quarter, when you're on fire. I thought was too right. long. And to then, he sat him in the final 40 seconds of the third to steal a little bit of rest. But to, And I know he only sat him for like three and a half minutes in the fourth. Still felt like it was too much. Felt like you needed to get him back in immediately. Steph Curry can play 44 minutes. He certainly can play 42 minutes. So I thought Steph wasn't great. 
uh, after that first quarter at all. And I don't think it was an all-time performance. I thought it was an all-time quarter. But I also think his coach and his teammates could have helped him out a hell of a lot more. Nick, it's interesting. As I'm watching this game, all right, and I was still doing my radio show, The Odd Couple, the last hour of the show when the game started. I'm watching Curry in the first quarter drain his six three-pointers, and I'm thinking about the comment you made yesterday where you were saying he hasn't had that iconic moment in the finals yes. like Jordan so was and Kobe I. Yeah. and all the other greats have. And I actually said it on the air. I said I mentioned what you said, and I said this is his moment. And I did say this. They got to win the game and the series for it to stick. But right now, it looks like this is that iconic moment that people are going to talk about right. years from now. But because they didn't win, it, it, it's almost like it didn't happen. Real, that real talk it is almost like it didn't happen. And I got to say this. I don't want to take anything away from the 21 points. But scoring 21 points today... In the, in the first quarter and getting your team out to a big, you know, first quarter, it isn't what it used to be because we obviously saw in the fourth, like, leads. The game is never over. A 21-point right. quarter back in the day, I covered LeBron, if I remember correctly, had 21 in a playoff game against Boston in 2010. I think it, I think it was his last year in Cleveland. And the game was over. You know, when Jordan had his first half against Portland with 35 in the first half, the game was over. Like, that's not the case anymore because of the three-point shot. Now, I, I think I disagree. I think you'll disagree with me on this, Nick. Had they won, even if it was barely, even if it was by the skin of their oh, teeth, yeah, sure. and they just held on to win that game. I do think it would have went down as his moment, at least today. Because not only did he have the first quarter, in the third quarter he had nine points when they built the 15-point lead, and some of the moves were freakish. The the behind-the-back dribble against Jalen Brown and the Iceman finger roll. And then the the, the up-and-under scoop shot against – right, and that was the same play where he goes behind the back to shed Jalen Brown and then does the Iceman finger roll. And then the up-and-under scoop shot over Derek White. So he had several moments, but because they lost Wilds in the fashion they lost in, and he was scoreless in the last six minutes, it looks like it was more style over substance. And that's why you can't rack it up as a great game. Here's what I would say. And listen, I think aside from the first quarter, it was a bad game. I, I, I think that now that's that's not totally fair. Like overall, what I called a bad game, no. But quarters two through four, he had a, to me. And aside from quarters two through four, he had about a five-minute segment where he was very good, and they're in that stretch in the third quarter, and the rest of it very little impact. And, and again, a, a lot of that's not on him because the spacing was so bad. Aside from Steph, all of that. But Wilds, I don't think they had to win. I think two of the most iconic finals games ever. Came in losses. Isaiah Thomas's 43 points, 25 and a quarter on a sprained ankle. They lost. LeBron's 51-8-8 to open the 2018 finals, the J.R. Smith game. They lost. But so Steph Mm -hmm. could have had an iconic game that they lost. He also didn't finish it off. If Steph would have finished with 45 after the 21-point 
fourth quarter, first quarter, if he would have, once the Celtics started, took the lead in the fourth, started bringing the Warriors back, but then they lose. But it wasn't that. It was that he had 13 points on 16 shots after the first quarter. So I don't think that, that it's just, oh, well, that because they lost, it can't be an iconic game. People still bring up Jordan 63 in a loss. Like, you have iconic losing performances. This wasn't that. This was a transcendent quarter that was a little self-inflicted by Boston. It, we have seen Steph be That's unguardable, Wilds. That wasn't what it was. Yes. It said, this wasn't That's Steph exactly pulling right. up from 36 with a hand in his face. It was Steph being like, you got to be kidding me. Do you guys not know who I am? Okay, I'll, I'll make the shot. And I give him credit for it, but a lot of that Boston did to themselves. I 100% agree with you. And, and this is going to sound insulting, but it's not. Steph Curry can hit open threes. And you know what? Major League Baseball players can hit fastballs down the middle. And if Tyreek Hill gets wide open, he can cut, catch a touchdown. It's, it's, you're, it's what you're supposed to do. So Dusty and I went and charted, using laser beams and GPS technology, the six threes that he hit in the first <laughs> quarter. One was wide open. Second one, we, we're describing that as the Russell Westbrook treatment. The third one, Jalen stays on Draymond Green. Got to guard the backpack. Then they get a timeout. Grant Williams isn't ready for one. And then the next two, I, Dusty and I described them as how you would treat a drunk, belligerent guy with cauliflower ear. Stay far, <laughs> far away. That was the treatment. And here's the other thing, just to keep the boxing analogy going. That was like... The, the way the announcers were talking about it, the way social media was going on about it. Like, oh, my God, Steph Curry is it, just on fire. You look up. Warriors were only up by four at the end of the first quarter. That was like an amazing boxing match. And then you look at the scorecard like, yeah, I had a 10-9. So the fact that the Celtics took all of those punches, Steph Curry, does, you know what? We should guard Steph Curry, comes out in the second quarter, goes over. I was keeping my 23 points, uh, you know, prediction alive. Over in the second quarter, I started to feel very good. So I think this is going to be lost to history. I think it's going to be like a light, nice little note, but I don't think we're going to be talking about this game in 10 years. No. No, I mean, I, I think it, I could argue it's already lost to history. I mean, really, it was like Nick Gone. said, it was a great quarter. That's it. And like I said, he had some great moves. Uh, later in the game that I think had they won, as I said, it would have went down as one of his iconic moments. But, Nick, the losses you mentioned, I mean, there were different circumstances. Isaiah scored 25 and a quarter on a bad ankle. On I mean, he's ankle. limping on yes, the court. That's why we remember yeah. it, right? Uh, you mentioned LeBron. That was 51 points, not, what, 34 Steph ended up with. And Jordan, obviously, was 63. So, I do think they had to win unless he went for 45 or more. But, go, but that's still, my point. this would have been his moment had they closed it out. No, we, there's two ways it they could have been need, his moment. But he didn't need, if they had he didn't need, it out. Right, he didn't need that many points right. to, to the, make it his correct. moment. There's two right. paths. Right, but in a lo- if I had if, if called you, and I would have, Brew, but you were hosting the Odd Couple evenings on Fox Sports Radio with Rob Parker, so I didn't want to bother you. Um, if I had called you after the first quarter and I'd have said, I know you're not a gambling man, but I think Steph's going to finish with less than 35 points. I bet I could have gotten you to take that bet. Oh, right. It, it was inconceivable that he was going to finish yeah. in the, you know, with less than 35 points after the first quarter. Now, I do want to defend him in this regard. It is, it is difficult for him to be effective when the Celtics are just deciding 
Well, we don't respect anybody else. Clay, once again, it, Clay, at this point, when Clay has a really good game, it's a bonus. It cannot be counted on. He can't get past anybody, and quietly, he has trouble guarding guys. Jordan Poole, I, I, I've been trying to sound this warning alarm for a few weeks now. After the hot start to the playoffs, Jordan Poole is around 14 points per game with terrible defense. Jordan Poole was unplayable last night. It, it basically in the second half, which is why he, it, once again, you don't have spacing there. Then all of a sudden, it's like, well, Otto Porter hit some threes. Yeah, but they're still not going to guard him like that. They're obviously not guarding Draymond. Looney's there for rebounding and defense. They're not going to guard Iguodala. So it was, it was very adverse circumstances due to his teammates' ineffectiveness for Steph to go off. So I'm not, I don't think Steph choked. I want to make this clear. And I know you can no. look at, ah, oh, the final six minutes of the game, he didn't score. Nobody scored. It was 17-0. So by definition, no one on his team scored. I don't think he choked, but I think he had an opportunity for a great game and to will the team to victory. And I'll say one last thing. There's an, in the third quarter, when they're building that lead, if Steph had, just goes for 90 seconds, lights out Steph, I think the Celtics fold their tent. If that lead gets to 18, right. 19, 20, oh. and he had a couple of, he had a couple threes, he had a couple opportunities, and he missed them. Again, you're not going to make every yep. shot. I'm not killing yep. him, but that's a blown opportunity for the Warriors and for Steph. All right, let's put it all together. Nick's going to hand out some NBA medals. So we just talked about it. The Celtics with just an unbelievable fourth quarter, outscoring the Warriors 40 to 16. I'm going to go ahead and venture to guess some of the Celtics are making your podium, Nick. Yep, including, listen, you never want to be the guy to replace the guy. You always want to be the guy to replace Danny Ainge. Brad Stevens gets a bronze medal. Hey, how about bringing back Al Horford? How about trading midseason for Derek White? Did those two guys do anything for you in game one of the finals? We're going to give the silver to Jalen Brown, and we're going to give the gold to Al Horford, who was... Great player. The best player in the game yesterday? Maybe Wait, there's yes. the podium yes. from last night. Game one of the NBA Finals. Wow. Played for the Blue Jays. I'm sorry, I was just running down Danny Ainge's resume while you were doing that. Sorry. Yeah. Let's keep the NBA Finals talk going. Was last night more about the Celtics' comeback or the Warriors' collapse? We will discuss. First things first. Saturday, two of the USFL's best squaring off. You got the New Orleans Breakers facing the league-leading Birmingham Stallions at 3 Eastern. Then on Sunday, the Panthers take on the Stars. That's at noon. Do not miss USFL football this weekend, only on Fox. So that is a look ahead. Why don't we take a look back at the best of Week 7. Wild start us off with the best trick play. Oh, Stallions fourth and five against the Maulers. Hunter Colby Wadman sells the fake. Fullback Bobby Holly gets the direct snap and takes it 52 yards for the touchdown. Stallions win again, 26-16. Nick, the best big man hands. What do you got? Well, this is going to end up being the best big man hands of the year. You've got a game between the Bandits and the Generals, fourth and three. Is that a pass to six foot nine inch, 320 pound Corbin Kafusi? Oh, it is. Wow. I thought he might score. Instead, he only goes 32 yards. Still, hell of a play. Sets up a field goal. That's the best big man hands of the year. I'm calling it now. 
Broussard, the best determination. Well, I'm going to stick with this game and check out Darius Victor. My goodness, the general's running back gets his helmet ripped off and keeps on chugging. He finished with 72 yards on 14 carries and a touchdown. My New Jersey Generals making a brother proud. Six and one, clinch the playoff berth. All right, time for stories now to start your morning. Brought to you by Ram Trucks, built to serve Boston with a 1-0 series lead over the Warriors after last night, thanks to an incredible fourth quarter effort by Boston. They were down 12 to start the frame, came out, hit the first seven three-pointers, outscoring Golden State 40-16, to largest fourth quarter point differential in finals history, stealing a win at Golden State. So, Nick, you know, I'll ask you, was game one more about the Celtics' fourth quarter comeback or was it about the Warriors' collapse? Oh, that's a collapse. When you're up 15 late third and you're down 15 late fourth, when despite the signs of a collapse coming, you have the ball and a three-point lead, 103-100, midway through the fourth, and then it's 17-0, a nice NFL-style run on you to lose game one in your building when the other team's best player was 3 for 17, when your team's best player had 21 in the first quarter, when all of that was going against you, when we can't blame the refs, when it wasn't one of those, well, the Warriors were careless with the ball. They had 14 turnovers. That's fine by them. Can't be like, well, the Celtics shot the lights out. They did, but you made 19 threes. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a difference of three points. They made 21, you made 19. That's a collapse. And Brew, got to tell you, as somebody that picked the Warriors and put a few shekels on the Warriors with the small Jalen Brown Finals MVP hedge, which is looking nice and tasty right now at 10 to 1, I don't like what I saw. I don't like that uh, Draymond Green took 12 shots. I don't like that Andre Iguodala played 12 minutes. And I don't like that Jordan Poole might not be all that playable this series as I thought he shouldn't have been against the Mavericks. Everything the Celtics are doing is what the Mavericks were supposed to do. So mad about that, but set that aside. I don't like what I'm seeing here. I don't like it, bro. I'm not, I'm not abandoning ship yet, but I am looking around at the lifeboats, seeing I'm like, I know it's women and wow. children first, but what about talk show host third? Like, just asking. <laughs> so I don't love it. I don't love what I've seen. All right. All right, look, I I didn't like what I saw last night either, Nick, but I am not jumping ship. And you are. Yeah, I mean, this whole show, every take you've had about the game has been anti-Warriors, pro-Celtics. I mean, you are just dying for Wilds. It's analysis. You're dying for Wilds to offer you the olive branch. You, I mean, my goodness, you, you sound like a guy that thinks the Warriors have absolutely no chance and that is not the case. Whilst you can keep your little sunglasses and gloating and all that, the Warriors are still alive. I'm 10 toes down. Unlike Nick, I'm 10 toes down. Now, last night, of course, some of it was a collapse. I mean, when, when a turnaround like that happens, it's both, really. All right? But they did have four turnovers in the fourth quarter, Nick. I know only 14 for the game, but four in the fourth, that hurts. They were averaging 30 points in each quarter heading into the fourth. And Wilds, take that. Because you think it's over, 
That shows you they can solve this defense, all right? They fell apart in the fourth. I'll give you that. But they solved it through the first three quarters. And I think they got cocky. And we know that they can do that. Steph and all the rest of them, they're celebrating in their minds. They relaxed a little bit. I didn't like the body language in the fourth quarter. After uh, Boston would hit a three, guys saw and they just they just got out of it, all right? But all that said, I'm going to credit your Celtics because a team doesn't oh, make you. – whenever you make seven straight threes, which they started out in the fourth quarter, they hit nine of 12, a finals record for three-pointers in the fourth quarter, 75%. Whenever you do that, you deserve credit. Now, I know some of them were open, Al Horford, but a lot of them were contested. Derek White hit some shots with hands in his face. And so did a few other guys. So they deserve the credit. They caught fire and they took the win. They stole the win when their best players struggled. So I give him a last thing while Ime Udoka got to yep. give him some credit, too, because a lot of coaches may have gotten Peyton Pritchard out of there. Hey, he's given us five minutes. Great. Let's get him out. He stuck with Peyton Pritchard. He stuck with Derek White. Marcus Smart only played three minutes in the fourth quarter. So he went with the guys that turned the game around, even if they weren't starters. Good move by him. So I'm crediting your Celtics. I'm just saying caution, tone it down, because this thing is not over. I just, look, I'll be cautious. I have all my facts here. I have more facts over here that me and Dusty got. Just kidding. No facts, baby. You saw the game. Guess who's (laughs) back? The K-Man. I am here. I told you. I told you I was the only one to pick the Celtics on the panel. Oh, no, Wilds. You know what you guys were saying? Oh, you know what, Wilds? I've, I've studied all the finals since the 1930s. But I, I was, I was out there in the peach basket myself. And I know that when you look at the finals experience, and what did I say? I say, I don't care about finals experience. You know what I care about? Al Horford's experience, who has played 140, I think three now, Playoff games, and this was his first finals game. And I was like, he's going to be ready for the moment. And my goodness, was he? He He had 11 points in the fourth quarter, didn't miss a shot. And I would argue, Nick, that he had the most impactful 30 seconds of the game, where he hit a big three, like, uh uh-oh, Steve Kerr starts getting nervous, calls a timeout. Has like a, gets a mic'd up segment, get a little FaceTime there. Says, hey, you know what? They got the momentum. Let's get a stop. And then what happened? Draymond turnover, Al Horford steal, ball moves around, and then guess who the ball comes back to? Al Horford, top of the key. Blammo! Next thing you know, we're off on a 14-2 to run. It is all Celtics. I had some more stats, but it's more vibe, to be honest with you. It's more vibe. And listen, yeah, I'm not ready to offer you the olive branch yet, my friend. I'm going to let you squirm a little bit. But you know what? <laughs> you can come on over. I, I, I want what about game three? You and me, buddy. True. Best friends. Best <laughs> friends taking Get an Uber here. up to Boston. I'll pick, I might drive you myself. Take an Uber up to Boston. You and me cheering on the whole Celtics faithful. Oh, my goodness. You, me, and Gino will be out there dancing. <laughs> Literally, let's go. You and me, friend. (laughs) Right now, you and I are losing to a guy who thinks the NBA Finals were played in the 1930s. 
Right now, oh. this doofus <laughs> is winning the right. argument. Right. And it hurts <laughs> my heart. It, 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 it causes me such pain. But the reason that I can't fully fight back the way I want to is because, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I watched last night, and with Clay what? playing on one leg and Jordan Poole playing one way and Draymond playing one way, Brew, let me just ask you this. If we're right now ranking the players in the series, Steph is one. How many names do we list before we say another warrior? I don't know. It's not great. Two. It's Tatum, it's Brown, it's Horford. That's it. Who's the second best warrior? Who's, Derek the, who, who's the second best warrior you're going to say? Hold on. No, no, no. Derek White, I'm Look, not going to have a head. I am but, not, but I am not who's the off sec- of Who is Clay. the second best warrior? I'm not off of Clay like mm. you are. I'm not off of Draymond. I don't expect offense from Draymond. Not scoring. I expect playmaking and passing. Well, then tell him not to take 12 shots. I'm not, I'm not shocked that he went <laughs> 2 for 12. You're not scoring. Right. Then stop, don't and, take 12 and, shots. And you will, you, look, you, you, you complimented Andrew at Wiggins enough to save face, but you really don't believe. I believe. I thought Wiggins was good. I don't. All right, Wiggins I was one other than Andrew Steph Wiggins. who played good, not great. I can't believe Wiggins I, was the I, I'm only guy. Andrew Wiggins' team. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Nick, let me, you are a historian. You should know this. We just had Antoine Walker on the show. His team had blown away in the first two games of 2006 and was down 13 with six minutes left in game three. And they came back to beat Dallas and win the championship last year. Phoenix was up 2-0. Milwaukee comes back. It's not over, Enjoy Nick. it. Stand Game two this weekend. Walking through that door. Undisputed right now. We'll see you Monday.